Hello and welcome back to a new episode of Comadres y Comics. We're your hosts, I'm Sarah. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jen. Hello, girls, and welcome back. Welcome back, listeners, as well. Uh, Thank you for listening. We are back. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, Dia de los Muertos. Hot oh, stuff. Coming up. That's right. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, I was in Guatemala last year for this, and then I got extremely sick. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, so that's right. I, yeah. That happened, and so I was suffering. But oh my god, I loved it. It was it was really really good. I also now that I think about it, think that um, um, one it was first the first anniversary, I guess, or like the first Dia de los Muertos that my grandfather has passed mm, away. Mm-hmm. This is gonna be like about a year now that he's like been officially passed away. But also, um, um, I kept insisting to my mother and my relatives that I wanted to do something for the Day of the Dead and I wanted to see. So I think they put in more effort to show me what it is that they oh, did okay. for that uh, for that day. Because my uh, my mom's been talking to the family over there and they're like, it's going to be more chill this time and stuff like that. Mm. Like, we're still going to go. Yeah. But apparently before when I when we went to for Day of the Dead for my grandfather... We had to find the older graves of his mm, parents, mm-hmm. my great grandparents, and uh, then they're like triple great grandparents. And there's like a whole, f- like, there's even older and stuff like yeah. that. But those have been lost to time yeah. um, uh, over there. And we were just like um, um, splitting flowers. And then they were like, oh, like, oh, we have to clean these. We haven't cleaned them in a while. <laughs> 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 so, the, the, but that, w- that was cool. I, I wish I could be there for that. Um, um, but instead, I'm here grateful that i'm not sick uh, <laughs> well the pictures that you shared were beautiful oh, yes. and oh yeah just the aesthetic of those old mausoleums mm-hmm. and cemeteries mm-hmm. is just so amazing it is and it's just how so colorful they are yeah 100 percent completely different mm-hmm. than uh, graveyards here and much more messier <laughs> as well <laughs> like not, not messy like in a bad way but more like uh like this is the terrain that we have right yeah. now and this is what we're working with and we're gonna make it all we're fit. Just, Interesting. Yeah, we're gonna make it fit, and we're gonna be like, and we're gonna like m- celebrate. Yeah. Still, and just how like crossover celebrations happen too. Like there was like there was a family that was like right next to us and stuff like that, and we just started talking with them yeah. and stuff like that, and sharing our food and stuff like that, and that's just it just happens, and I think that was really cool. I like that about that it. is cool. I uh, and I just thinking about visiting a grave here and trying to do that. Yeah. Feels so odd. Yeah. Because they're so. Uh, it, they're so pristine mm-hmm. it's just like or like it's uniform just, yeah they're so uniform whereas over here over there it was like it was like yeah we can have a party here we can have like yeah a, literally a party here yeah and stuff like we that. could bring the band we can <laughs> i can walk across this grave right now and not feel bad have <laughs> either of you been to the forever hollywood no hollywood i have cemetery no. i went once it was so packed and so um busy we parked so far and I mean, Uber, if you're going to go, but, um, <laughs> but once you're inside, it was freaking amazing. Really? It was so cool. I mean, there's a lot of vendors. Um, the lines were so long though for food. I didn't even eat all night because oh. I was like, I'm not standing in these lines, but there are different bands. There's different stages, um, different, um, like, uh, plots from famous people actually have like fans like the i don't know if it was joey ramone or one of the ramone dudes had like just this amazing display around his um his plot and there's a lot of famous people that are buried there Mm -hmm. at the hollywood forever cemetery Mm -hmm. and um it's just 
very colorful and the altars and they actually have a um what do you call it? a contest oh okay. and so um i believe people are like are competing against each other but it there's just and people dressed up it oh, was just if you awesome. have the opportunity to do it like to go again i don't know i'd have to mentally it was like the <laughs> equivalent of going to the mall on christmas eve right oh, wow. <laughs> i can totally believe that absolutely but it was worth it i'm totally glad that i went um, i don't know what the costs are but there is a cost um uber or lyft uh, is definitely recommended but um and i mean with the um with the movies like uh coco and um what's the other mm. one song of life uh, a the book of life book of life yeah with those kind of movies kind of putting a highlight on the cultural um celebration of dia de los muertos i think there are a lot more um public and community events that are happening so definitely if you're not from the la area check out what is going on in your area because it's definitely worth it Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm actually going to be in Nertino for Dia de los Muertos. Oh, yeah, and yeah. I was on the fence about doing makeup and everything like that, but now you've sold me on it. <laughs> I'm going to go home and practice. Okay, no, listen. <laughs> there are these tattoos. Yeah, I, I used Temporary them Temporary tattoos. I've used them before. That I've seen that look amazing. Oh, yeah. Okay, Eddie and I did Dia de los Muertos um, makeup on ourselves one time for um, for the Halloween contest, um, costume contest at Red Gar Brewery. And it took us hours. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, like, I'm actually <laughs> contemplating buying these um, yeah, tattoos. They're, they're like four bucks. Just to, yeah, just, and you can, you can prime them to yourself the next day, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but I saw some the other day somewhere, but I, I didn't pick them up. But they look so cool. And if you just have, like, some white makeup to put on top of it and kind of, like, give it some accentuation, um, super easy, super cool, super, um, uh, like, time-saving. Sim- yes. So definitely do it. Yes, for sure. yes. I mean, when you doodle a little like yes, petals the other one is different. It's totally yep. different. Mm-hmm. It's like eyebrows. Like you can never. And get And by them the end the of the night, all my makeup was running because oh. it was hot, and I was in this big like red dress. <laughs> yeah. So no, definitely check it out. Uh, I mm-hmm. I give it my thumbs up. I've never tried it, but the videos <laughs> that they showed <laughs> looked amazing. I mean, I if I buy it, I'll probably screw it up somehow anyway. So. Oh my god. Yeah, uh, they come in a pack of two. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, all, most of the time they come in the pack of two and they're like four bucks you can get them on Amazon as yes, well yes on Amazon I found I saw one that they had a package mm-hmm. of like 16 different, different ones, ones. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so you can if you mess up just try another one <laughs> yeah I've I, always wanted to do the Day of the Dead makeup so I should I would I would I should I say that you should do it <laughs> yeah absolutely uh, mm-hmm. I got um, I got two when I purchased them I haven't used them since but uh, the first one I messed up like some some parts so then I just used selected parts, but on the second attempt that I didn't, I knew better, and I was able to use more oh, more nice. of the stencil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, yeah, you have there. It, there's a trick to it. You definitely have to practice before, which is I think why they give you two. Mm-hmm. Oh, but, okay. Um, but yeah, no, they're, they're amazing. Um, I'm actually contemplating getting them to, for, to do that because it'll save on time for sure. The other thing that I did that I wish I would have done more of, but I just bought them as accents. But I was like, I should have just done this for my whole face. I went to a scrapbooking store and I bought little jewels. 
Oh yeah, I got this. And I I put them all over my face, and it accentuated it perfectly. Oh Oh, my god, that sounds yeah, because you need the little sequins and stuff like that. Yeah, Yeah. I I glue them on with uh, eyelash adhesive. Oh okay. Well, these were stickers. Oh really? Yeah, not the actual individual ones, but it was actually like stickers, and they Uh. were just in different designs, and I just stuck them haphazardly (laughs) on my face, and it looked it it worked. (laughs) (laughs) It looked intentional. Uh Uh That's pretty awesome. Um, so yeah, that's very exciting news about Day of the Dead. I know there's a lot more events around LA, especially uh, now, like you said, with the with the movies that came out and so forth. So uh, that's very exciting. And mm-hmm. you could also even order the Katarina outfit on Amazon. I've seen. Mm-hmm. So that's very exciting. And now it's time for Chisme de la Semana. Kristen, what do you have for us today? Okay, so. Give us the news. My Chisme. I don't know (laughs) if any of your listeners are even old enough to remember (laughs) this strip. But (laughs) it was one of the definitive comics of my teenage years um, (laughs) when I was reading comic strips as like a... I, I bought like collections of Calvin and Hobbes and the other thing was The Far Side. Oh, I love The Far Side. Far Side. It's the best. One panel comic strips are the freaking best. I mean, I would read and reread my collections mm-hmm. um, over and over again and I would laugh out loud multiple, multiple times. And it's just I don't know how to explain it. They're not satire. Mm. I mean, I I guess some of them could be, but it's more just like... um, The human condition, but darker. Yeah. Yeah. It's... I mean, like, okay, one of my favorite ones is... um, uh, And they're all just one panel. Uh, And one of my favorite ones is... a. drawing of a daisy and us and a whole bunch of other little daisies behind mm-hmm. um the big daisy and when you look at at the back somebody put a, a, a paper on the back of her of her back that says pick me <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's one of my favorite ones so anyway gary larson is the cartoonist who um, is known for The Far Side. Um, it was a newspaper strip that actually, um, gosh, I don't even know uh, what years it was that it was being um, that it was being distributed, but um, it it was out. Oh, from 1980 to 1995, so 15 years. Wow! So wow. it originally ran a single panel in newspapers, and it was a syndicated oh, yeah. uh, cartoon. And um, the, he had compilations, and I would buy mm. the compilations and just read them. Um, there was calendars, there was greeting cards, there yeah. was adorned coffee mugs, there was T-shirts. <laughs> and he retired in 1994. And at his retirement, the far side industry had estimated to be have brought in five hundred million dollars. Wow! From wow. a cartoon, from one wow. panels. So. Um, he actually, um, like I said, he uh, uh, retired in 1994 and when I was born. <laughs> and that was the end of the far side. Well, in September of, ni- of 2019, just a couple of months ago or last month, we're in October still, right? Um, <laughs> his website <laughs> just randomly posted Oh shit! People are actually <laughs> and said <laughs> refreshing a new them. era of strip 
um, and it's it's teasing a return and said that there is a new era um, that is coming. It says the the quote on the strip says uncommon, unreal and soon to be unfrozen. Ooh. A new online new online era of the far side is coming. Now, I've been checking the website since this because I saw a, an, an article and I yeah. went to the website and there hasn't been anything new. There's okay. no new developments. But for those of you who are fans of Gary Larson's The Far Side comic strip, he is teasing that he is coming back. I mean, mm-hmm. recently, um, uh, Bloom County did the same. Oh, really? Oh, Bloom County yeah, came yeah, back? Yeah. yeah. Oh. He, he came mm-hmm. back and he, I mean... Which political cartoonist is going to let the opportunity of Donald Trump in office pass them by? Yeah. <laughs> Very that true. Is, that's so true. So, yes, if you haven't checked out some of the new um, Bloom County stuff um, that deal directly with Donald Trump's presidency, um, I highly recommend it. And he actually, um, on Facebook, um, posts on Facebook and um I haven't seen anything lately, but you know those algor- algorithms. algorithms are mm-hmm. all wonky. Um, doesn't mean he's not posting, but um, I mean he's true. He's back to his old true form, and so um, definitely check that out too. So it's like, okay, when's Calvin and Hobbes coming back? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. We're ready. I'm We're primed. Ready. I'm ready. I I I can't wait. <laughs> I love Calvin and Hobbes. Oh, yeah. Calvin and Hobbes is the bomb. They would have, like, the big books in yes. my school library. Yes. And I love reading oh, those. Yeah. And I'd heard of Safarside, but I never knew what it was about. But oh, I, did, okay. I, knew, I did know Bloom County. Because, yeah. again, there was, like, big books of it, the collected comic strips and everything. So that's uh, uh that's pre- that seems pretty cool. I like Sunday cartoons. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, mo- mm-hmm. most definitely. And Sunday was when it came out in color. So yes, yes, in color. Love yeah. those. In I color. actually have a interesting story with the Far Side. Um, it was during a time where uh, my first boyfriend, first love, first heartache, whatever you want to call it, uh, <laughs> we had been broken up, and um, I think he had graduated from high school during that time, and I didn't want to call him. You know, I didn't want to be like. I'm going to call him, right? But I still wanted him you back. You didn't want to be needy. I didn't want to be needy. So one day I was uh, reading the comic strip Far Side, and I came across something that reminded me of him. So I cut it out. I glued it on uh, some stationery, and I, and I didn't write anything. I just sent it to his house. Mm-hmm. Okay. Before you continue Stalker. with this story. <laughs> I know. That versus call. <laughs> you didn't want to seem needy, so you went the stalker route. <laughs> I mean, I, I see it now that it was stalker. Oh my but god! But I thought it was. I thought it was. You thought it was cute and sweet. I thought it was sweet because yeah. it reminded me of him. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. And it actually was this kid who had constructed a skull out of um snow out of snow. Uh-huh. And his dad's like, "Why can't you be like normal kids and uh, make a snowman?" And then he's like, he's like, please don't uh, judge him or something like that. It was just really like, because um, he was, you know, he was all like goth too yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like it kind of made sense. Yeah. Because his parents didn't understand his darkness, whatever, you know, like, and I did. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, the far side has been part. Sarah's going to look this dude up after this. I, I, I guarantee it. <laughs> no, she's she's blushing right now because she doesn't even have to look him up. She already has his page bookmarked on her computer. <laughs> oh, my God. Please don't do this to her. Wow, don't she's dragging me, dragging don't, me. Don't no, call her out but, like this. I mean, I bl- I'm blushing because I, I do know what he's up to because uh-huh. we have mutual friends oh, in okay. common. Oh, um, my 
he God. does uh, he does robot wars which i think oh uh, yeah cool. oh, that's which awesome. is why it comes out yeah like his videos yeah. because uh one of my friends is his partner so oh. they constantly do videos and robot nice. wars and stuff so um so yeah he's 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 still after his dream of stuff you cool. know like so but that's not the point the point <laughs> is far side <laughs> is a very important part of my young teen life yeah mine yeah. too yeah most definitely such a great comic and we highly recommend that you look into it you will not regret it yeah the collections are available i find them at um used bookstores all the time yeah Yeah, so pick it up and now it's time for la hora de la cervecita all right so today we have with us um a Beer from Lincoln Beer Company. And this beer is, it says, whether you want to get out of the house or the state, Lincoln Beer Company is conveniently located in a castle three minutes away from the Burbank Airport. Interesting. Very interesting. Uh, Our tasting room has a draft list that's always rotating so you can grab a flight before your flight. Some happy hour beer or even a crowler to go. Outside food is welcome. We're family and dog friendly, and we have a variety of board games to play while you're there. So, interestingly enough, our recording studio is in Burbank. So, yeah, we should stop by. But Lincoln Beer Company has brewed Trejo Cerveza. Now, Danny Trejo, you all know as um was it uh, machete machete machete, yeah. machete. <laughs> um so trejo's big fat mug is right on the front of this can and the can is just a black matte can his face is on there and it says trejo's cerveza hecho in la lies it's burbank <laughs> okay, so <laughs> crafted and brewed here at Lincoln Beer Company, Trejo's Trejo Trejo Cerveza is a bad <laughs> is as badass as its namesake. This beer perfectly represents El Jefe and LA culture with its bold, cool, and distinctive taste. The straw-colored lager is refreshingly crisp and clean, and embodies everything that makes Mexican beer so damn good. Trejo's Cerveza is smooth and unexpected, and is always the life of the party you can pick it up as a four pack of 16 ounce cans in the tap room of lincoln beer company you can also buy trejo cerveza at um, a growing list of locations around in and around los angeles so whenever you get a chance try trejo cerveza now looking at this beer if someone just poured it to me and handed it to me i'd be like i'm not drinking that it's like it's literally a step above water (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it looks like a Corona. Yes, it, it does. does. It looks like Corona. It does. Except minus like the white fizziness. It actually didn't have a lot of fizziness, actually. So it says here, Trejo Cerveza Mexican Craft Lager Nectar of the Mexican Gods. What? So the ingredients here is um, Rar Premium Pilsner Malt, Rareman Munich Type 1 Malt, which is light, Flaked Rice, Flaked maize. Magnum hops mm. and uh, Telnang hops and then lager yeast. So um, it says born in Mexico, brewed in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> so neither aquí, neither allá. Yeah. <laughs> so um, 
product of USA. One pint ABV is a measly 4.7. But if you're just wanting to have like just a one beer or a couple of beers, but you you don't want to get too crazy, a 4.7 is not, uh, you know, it's not, not anything to laugh at. So go ahead and give it a try. It's so, so, so light. You had talked to me about this beer before. It doesn't even smell, smell like I anything. Gonna, I was going to say, like, this smells like watered-down Corona. It doesn't even smell anything. Okay, so I went to Torrance Beer Cellar. That's where I got this. And I told them. I saw the can, and I said, is there anything about this beer that I should know? What makes this special? Was it? And they basically said, it's a craft beer for bud drinkers. Oh, wow. <laughs> and now that I'm drinking it, it's not the beer that I really liked because mm-hmm. there's no lime in this. No. I was telling Jen, there's a beer. It's so good. It has lime. This isn't it. No. I misrepresented myself. <laughs> <laughs> you, you told me about you know, it. And now. I'm glad you said that because I actually bought this beer. And as, as Sarah form, I drank it before oh. I was able to share it. Right. Um, yeah. Um, and then I, I was like, oh, Kristen liked it. <laughs> This isn't the beer. So when I when I went, I specifically asked them for loggers and they they recommended they didn't recommend this actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, I just wanted it cuz it had his face on it and yes. it was like the novelty oh of it. Yes, absolutely. But they recommended the other one to me and that's the one that had the lime in it and oh, okay. I really liked that one. And now I got to go back and try to refine it. And I thought it was this when I got it mixed up. There's no lime in this at all. No, there is not. No. no. But there is a lager. It feels like it needs it. Yes, it does. <laughs> there is a lager out there that has a lime flavor brewed into it uh-huh. that's not overpowering and is very good and very tasty that I liked a lot. And um, this, honestly, is not even a step above Bud. Sorry, mm. Trejo. <laughs> you know, I didn't want to say it, but you said it for me. This is what Bud drinkers drink when they say they want to be playing Anthony. <laughs> um, uh, instead of what it, what was it that you called it? Oh, oh yeah. which one? 805. Yeah. Firestone 805 is the one that I say. 805 is better than this, and I talk shit about 805. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. This is uh, basically. Okay, this is literally Bud Light in a can with Trejo's face on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm gonna drink it. It's uh, I'll at least get I'm hydrated. laughing how you guys are like trying to keep it inside when because you knew that I said I liked it so much. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> well, I mean I had had it before and I was like Mm, I gotta go restroom. <laughs> like That's I'm not getting as soon as I taste engage, as soon as I engage. saw it, I was like, that doesn't look like the, the one, one I, I had. And then when I tasted it, I'm like, there's no lime in it. No. I was waiting for it. I can taste just the hint of maize. Do you remember what no oh, speaking of being in Guatemala? Uh when I brought Famosa mm-hmm. um uh, and how that one and how I ended up really enjoying it. And yes. I'd be like, Yeah, I can see why my dad drinks this. Yeah, yeah. Um it had flavor. It had flavor. Yes. That's what I was expecting yeah. a little bit when I was drinking it. But this one just And now that the- now that I read it from here, maize, that like burnt rice type, mm-hmm. that's what it had. Mm-hmm. I remember that. The famosa had a, like that it, had, it 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 tasted like I don't want to say like a tortilla, but definitely mm-hmm. like it that's what it reminded me yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of like 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 summer days watching my mom make tortillas yeah. and stuff like that. And I really liked the flavor of that one. This one is a worse version of that. So Trejo Cerveza is 
a beer that I feel like that he, I mean, okay, this dude is a marketing madman. Yes, yeah. he is a genius. Did I host tacos in Hollywood? I think there's probably other locations too, but mm-hmm. hipster AF mm-hmm. tacos that I spent like seven dollars per taco on the exact same, not even as good taco that I buy from the taco truck for a dollar twenty-five. And he is killing it. He is at I'm his really taco is. place. Okay, I'm not gonna mm-hmm. talk it down. Talk it. It's good. The tacos are good, but so are the uh, Al Pastor tacos on the corner of Main <laughs> and Gage. Gage. Yeah, <laughs> when she goes to drop me off at home, we always stop by. Yeah. So, um, and then uh. he he just opened Trejo's Donuts. Oh, he did. Yes, he oh. has a donut store as well. And now Trejo Cerveza. And honestly, I feel like he just repackaged like yeah. Corona or Bud or yeah. Coors or whatever, put his face on it, um, jacked up the price. And now there's going to be lots of Latinos uh, drinking this beer. Well, I don't want to. Even the face, even the smile. He, he's like, <laughs> I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I got you. It looks, look, look the, even the, at least the can looks really nice. Yeah, the can's the cool. The can's amazing. Uh-huh. I mean, they're, it's, it's, it's all black. It's why I bought it originally. Yes, me too, uh-huh. yeah. And, uh, you know, his face on it and uh, the, the slight gold hue to it, mm-hmm. that, that really was attractive to me. You know, black the, the and gold is a great combination. Yeah, mm-hmm. that and always works, and mm-hmm. that's why the LAFC, though they're a shitty soccer club, is uh, <laughs> is really kicking off now. But not only that, I should even talk the too much smack. They, <laughs> like, they like won a game a couple of days ago or something. Um, the little slogan like "Brewed in LA, born in Mexico." That, yes, you know that whole thing is nectar the, the of the Mexican gods, gods right? Oh, I yeah. just you it's know it really. You expect I mean, something he's totally marketed different. himself amazingly. Yeah. I mean, because, like, I mean, who even really remembers the Machete movie? And he's, like, you know, where like I know him from? From Spy Kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember him from Spy Kids, uh-huh. too. Uh, at least that's where I, like, he, like, really, like, registered. Yeah. Because I saw the Machete movie later on. It, but it's like, when you think about it, the Machete movie is not. It's a B movie. Yes. Oh no, it's supposed to it's be B. It's like D. Yeah. D list. Um, no, sure. I totally loved it. <laughs> yeah. I love the gore. I love the campiness. I it's, love it's Is it a horror? Cheesy. It's yeah, sort it, of It's like an action. I've never like seen a, it. It's like a it's slasher like, film, but it's not even not a slasher. Horror. It's like it's it's just it's an gore. action an action gore piece. Oh. Yes, yes. I I've never seen it. Yeah. You're missing out. So it's kind of like have a cult following or something. Yes, it has a cult following. It's a Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Or it's Quentin it, Tarantino. Or was it Robert no. Rodriguez? I think it was Robert Rodriguez. Quentin Tarantino. No, I, no, I think there was uh, because the machete uh, trailer came out in. Grindhouse. Yes, yes, yes. Uh huh. Yeah, okay. and that was the Robert Rodriguez, and then the Quentin was. Well, we'll no, figure it out, guys. Yeah, we're gonna get chased down by movie snobs because of you. <laughs> yeah, the movie snobs who love machete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Directors: Robert Rodriguez and Ethan Maniques. Mm-hmm. Maniques. Maniques. Mm-hmm. So, okay, are we ready for our rating of this? Um, 
wonderful beer. <laughs> so on our scale of one to five, um, our, our beer rating scale, where one is flaccid, two is initial, three out of five is partial, four out of five is full, and five out of five is rigid, with a six out of five being Super Saiyan. What is your rating, Sarah? <clears throat> well, to be honest with you, I don't really consider it a Corona or a Bud because mm -hmm. there is no there's skunk, there's, there's no, no skunk, skunk smell. smell. I don't I, I'm gonna go around smelling everyone's beers you, now. You're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. And do upon that. taste, it is fresh. Yes, mm -hmm. but if it won't refreshing, I'll drink water. But <laughs> seriously, there's a there's Cold a pungent water. aftertaste that mm -hmm. I feel like on the roof of my mouth into my nostrils. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And I don't like that. Yeah. Really? Um and it almost it's almost like it's ruda. Oh. oh. So listeners, don't drink it. Pour it in your ear and rub it on your <laughs> muscles and you're good to go. <laughs> you're good to go. You're gonna have to warm it up first. <laughs> so, uh, right? And um <laughs> I am seriously having trouble finishing my taster. I know. By now, we've already usually re-poured into our tasters. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I'll, we just keep passing it around. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, um, to be quite honest, I, there's a rule in my house that no beer gets undrank once it's, once it's open. Yeah, yeah. And I may have to take one for the team and finish it. But <laughs> I am really seriously... Um, holding back because it's just it's not me at all yeah it's, yeah it's tough it's really tough for me to drink this i mean uh, uh for an ipa stout porter drinker a lager is definitely um something that is not a go-to but then for it to be a lager that has no flavor has no taste and then or the taste is pungent like like you're saying mm -hmm. um then i can actually really see why if someone came to this cra craft brew drinker why they would maybe not give any other lagers a try yes and the reason i gave a lager a try was because again beer thug life said that lagers are the hardest to brew mm -hmm. so I, I obviously didn't succeed in this one <laughs> yeah i i had so they're so hard they didn't do it <laughs> <laughs> they didn't do it right <laughs> i had high hopes i really did uh -huh. um so i'm gonna i'm gonna say initial for me okay it's not flaccid because I remember flaccid and that was yes. way worse. Yes. Uh, flaccid was way worse. Well, I agree. Yes. yes. I, hmm. I think. All right. I think I'm going to go with initial as well because I was I was I was seriously thinking about giving it flaccid. Mm -hmm. But then I remembered the flaccid. Yes, and I agree. I, I, sometimes I can retaste that beer in my nightmares. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> but look, if if you are going to a quince or something or to a, a kickback or whatever, yes. and you really want to impress people, yes, you whip this it. out. Oh yeah, you definitely. whip this out. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I'm gonna quote that right now. Yeah, you got it because that's that's the truth right that's, there. That's just flexing. This is a flex beer. Oh yeah. my yes. god, this is like yeah. you you wanna you <laughs> it's. <laughs> Absolutely. Because agree. the Bud, Corona, Soul, whatever drinkers mm -hmm. are going to eat it up. Oh, well, yeah, most it's, definitely. It's and the Michael Kors beer. <laughs> <laughs> the Michael Kors of vloggers. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> the Michael Kors of vloggers at, at, at Latino Party. Yep. Oh, my God. They, will, they would drink this. Yeah, they, they would. would. Yeah. They would drink this and they'd be like, oh, my God, we're so fancy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> It'll be one of those where they're like, "Oh my God, guess what? I'm drinking craft brew." Yeah, this this is this <laughs> is what I it like is. Like it. It's uh, it's it's Corona repurposed. Uh, like, um, and so you know what? Like I, I I'm making a lot of fun of this, but it's just like um because uh, I haven't had the that famosa in a while now because my dad does not like the ones that are made here oh. because they're made in mexico and he says it doesn't taste the same interesting uh, and so i have not tried it okay. since then uh-huh. um uh, but drinking it reminded me of that famosa mm-hmm. and um uh, and just how much i like that one more and i was so i remember when we tried that when i was so shocked how much i did like it because i was dead yes. set that i wasn't gonna like it yeah and it, i was just uh, i wanted to see what all the hubbub was about yeah. why my father liked it so much yeah. and even my mother had been like yeah it's fine mm. um uh and she does not drink alcohol at all. Yeah. At all. Like, at all. And so, just, like, that one was a much better beer. Yeah. Um, uh, much more flavorful. Definitely. And had more of that maize taste. And, like, uh, mm-hmm. like, uh, like I said, this, just, like, drinking it, it was like I was flashback to when I was, like, eight and watching my dad and his buddies drink. <laughs> and I was just all like, what's the big deal? So, in high school, when I... Um, I mean, in college, when I was 21, when I first started drinking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sure, Kristen. Uh, sure. Um, the, the first beer I ever started with was MGD. Okay. So Miller Genuine Draft. Even that is better than this. So Miller Genuine Draft was then literally when I did go to college, I, I was thought <laughs> I was fancy and I started drinking Rolling Rock. Ooh. And so that was my fancy grown-up beer, Aww. and so, <laughs> um, I feel like both of those, yes, are better than than this. Yes, and oh um, I also will give it an initial because I do remember the partial we drank, and it was worse than this. Um, I would not buy this again for myself no i might buy it exactly for the purpose that jen said taking it somewhere where people would think that it was cool or like unique or the novelty of it um and um kind of like be like the the life of the party because uh, <laughs> it's something new and exciting and it has a latino's face on it yeah right. you know Flex what now, now, now <laughs> that you said that i i feel like during Christmas, we have like a white elephant gag kind of. Oh, oh yes. my gosh. I, I'm, yeah. I'm thinking I'm going to I'm going to flex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and not only that, a side note, guys, for those of you who haven't listened to all our episodes, we invented the rating flaccid with that beer that we drank yes. that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like right on the air, we invented flaccid rating. Yeah. <laughs> we so, all took one collective sip and <laughs> were <was, and> gagged. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It was it was not good. Yeah. yeah. So uh, good. one step above is this one is what our rating is. So mm-hmm. that was our beer rating of Trejo Cerveza Echa in LA. <laughs> Mexican lager. <laughs> All right, guys, we are going to review a trade paperback. Please, Kristen, let us know what we are reviewing today. So today we have with us a trade paperback by a an independent publishing company that's local to Los Angeles called Critical Entertainment. And the name of the book that we are reviewing today is Zombie Zero. So the back of the book 
gives a little synopsis. The Mortis virus, a disease that reanimates the dead, put a hold on civilization. Zombified civilians littered the streets and spread the contagion like wildfire, crumbling the populace and nearly bringing society to a state of natural chaos. That was 15 years ago. Now, with Mortis publicly eliminated and social order reestablished, the disease's final carrier... Carrier Alexander Livingston remains under the close supervision of microbiologist Dr. Victor Brooks. With his project kept secret as he searches for a cure, Victor tempts fate with the risk of another apocalyptic outbreak. And should the well-preserved abomination escape, no one knows how long the undead can survive a fragile world. So this basically book is about a zombie apocalypse that occurred that ended but there is one zombie left mm-hmm. yes that's right um it's w- it's the trade paperback is seven issues um it's, it's pretty r- thick yeah it really yeah. is um, pretty thick uh it's uh written by christopher reda he is also the publisher and editor and um illustrated by landro riso and lettered by travis lanham leandro leandro, leandro. what did leandro. i say Leandro? Uh, Leandro? Leandro. Leandro. Oh. You said Leandro. And I was just like, this Leandro. is Leandro Corosian. Right? <laughs> Lando. Leandro. And uh, you can find these books on www.criticalentertainmentmedia.com. Uh, Sorry, I <laughs> fucked that up. Critical Entertainment Media. In- no. Critical <laughs> Critical Entertainment LA.com. Thank you. I don't know why I keep <laughs> saying media. Why did I do that? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but, um, dude, I love the art. Oh, the artwork is amazing. It is so intricate. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and the story itself was great. I love the speed. I love the context. I love that it's it's after a zombie apocalypse, mm-hmm. not during. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the, the characters. Um, uh, what is it called? The depth of the characters having lived through a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, that's something we rarely see is after the apocalypse is over, you know, yeah. and how people um, are reacting to this character and, and many other situations. I mean, mm-hmm. I thought that was really well done. The art is just spectacular. It goes really well with the story. Mm-hmm. It's black and white, but I love it. It's so detailed. Um, it's just amazing. I, I have a mm-hmm. quick story on, on this. Um, you, he also publishes a lot of other books, which are mm-hmm. equally as awesome. But we, I was at LA Comic Con and I was going through walking around and then I come across his table, but he's not at his table. Christopher is not at his table. So I'm like, but there's a guy standing in front of the table and he's like flipping through Zombie Zero. And I was like, you have to buy that book. It's so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he's like, what? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I think this book is amazing. Mm-hmm. I read it and it's great. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, I don't speak English. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, uh-huh. burn. But uh, yeah, no, I thought that was so funny. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I was like, because oh, I was Sarah. like all gushing about the book and he's like, I don't even speak English. <laughs> 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 I think he was Japanese, but. Yeah, I mean, he was flipping through for quite a long time before I approached him. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm sh- assuming he was attracted by the 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 art. The art, yeah. yeah. So the book is in black and white. Yes. And 
The art is very intricate. I mean, it there's zombies where their flesh is just falling off, and when the zombie eats a living um, human being, just the way that the flesh tears. Mm-hmm. But sometimes there was so much going on, the lines were confusing for me, and I wasn't exactly sure what was going on, and I mm-hmm. had to really study the the panels to figure it out. But it was mostly in those instances where there was lots mm-hmm. of, like, flesh and meat and stuff kind of like mixing together and i was trying to like kind of discern who was who yeah (laughs) what was going on yeah but the art is definitely i mean it reminds me of the um the creator the artist bernie wrightson kind of yes yeah Uh uh-huh that's what I was Swamp when you thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you when you were saying that, I was just all like, oh yeah, like so those moments like that where sometimes some of those old, uh, like eighties, like seventies, eighties, nineties, kind of or like the EC. If you've ever looked at any old EC comics, yes, how the artwork is just like if you just look at it without coloring, how it all kind of like meshes, meshes together, together and yep. stuff like mm-hmm. that. And it's not that it's bad. It's just like it's just maybe you have to examine it a little bit more. Um. I do like the this genre. I, n- there isn't really a proper name for it that I know of, but it's kind of like post post apocalypse. Right, right. In yeah. That, like civilization has. It's the recovered. first one that I've ever read like that. Most of them are just in the throes of uh-huh. of zombies. Apocalypse. Yeah. They're like or like like um uh, the post apocalypse. Like, but they're like civilization still hasn't started up. They're trying to right. start it up. And zombies are still there. And zombies are still there. Yeah. And then the only kind that I've seen that happens like as the apocalypse is happening, kind of thing, but not zombies, is Mad Max, where no. like oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. civilization uh-huh. itself is deteriorating. Right. Mm-hmm. We usually right. get the post apocalypse part of it. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, that's going on like the apocalypse genre itself is like usually something else mm-hmm. um, um and walking dead touched upon it a, a little yeah mm-hmm. when um, uh, rick was like in the hospital and stuff mm-hmm, like that mm-hmm. in the beginning of the walking dead gosh that seems like so long ago i know ages ago <laughs> uh, but then it immediately jumped into the post-apocalypse right. part mm-hmm. of it uh like so civilizations crashed but they haven't risen up again mm-hmm. and i i find that entertaining and i've seen it more mostly in video games oh uh, interesting the last of us kind oh, of i want to play that one so bad i cannot recommend the last of us enough it is so good and it's free right now if you have playstation plus uh nah. <laughs> <laughs> so i downloaded it and the last of us 2 is coming out and a lot of people are oh really, really? yeah okay. they're really excited yeah. about it and so the the last of us um, um is kind of like that they have kind of like set up cities and stuff like mm-hmm. that or like uh quarantine zones like there's still zombies and stuff like that but this zombie is more of a plant-based one instead of like a bacteria Mm. it's about like spores and stuff like that and basically the spores wanting to live and so they're reanimating the bodies interesting kind of uh so it's like it's it's definitely an infection but like fungal infection yeah and stuff like Mm -hmm. that um um, lotrimin yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh so there is that uh i recently saw a movie called promare that was an animated movie uh, and it was like... How uh, many times did you see it, Jen? I saw it four times. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I really okay. loved it. But okay. that one, that one again, was um, uh, post-apocalypse. Oh, okay. Like, the world had burned and everything, and then th- it took place 30 years later. Oh, uh-huh. wow. And so, like, civilization had rised up again, yeah. and there was, like, uh, like there were cities and stuff like that, but they were facing a crisis. Like, the, like, the Earth's core was, like, going to burst or something and, like, flood the planet with lava. Uh so there's just like there's this 
kind of like there's there's this new genre that's basically post post apocalypse mm-hmm. um, um and how kind of like uh, it's it's a really interesting genre because it's it usually tends out to be kind of very hopeful. Yeah, uh, yeah. And this is as I was reading it, that's what I got uh-huh, the feeling uh-huh. of is just this like this hopefulness. This uh, I, I agree. And for those of you who haven't read it and are listening, uh, um, the interesting thing for me is that the hope wasn't necessarily from the survivors, but from the zombie himself. Exactly. Yes. yes. Uh-huh. And I love how the story read where we were growing sympathy for the yes. zombie. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that was like a whole different take mm-hmm. on story-wise on zombie post-apocalyptic mm-hmm. storylines. Yeah. And there is different factions in this book because you have the scientists mm-hmm. who have kept uh, purposefully kept this preserves zombie because mm-hmm. they want to know the roots of the yeah. infection and how they can stop it from coming back, back again. again. Because yes. that's how viruses work. Right. Mm-hmm. That is that you may eliminate it, but if there's still one thing left mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Emma, or something like that, then it could rise again. Or if you yeah. don't know anything about it, how do you know it's truly gone? Right. Yeah. And it could come back. And Absolutely. then you're or still mutate left and, uh-huh. and uh-huh. be a completely different thing. Yeah. And that's how vaccines work. Mm-hmm. So like they, that's what, that was the purpose of, for him because the scientists were studying him, uh, and trying to like, uh, like find a vaccine or find the, wha- how this sickness happened. Right. And then there's another faction that wants just the zombies gone. Mm-hmm. They right. want them completely gone. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they're, and they think they're gone, except for this one surviving zombie. Uh-huh. And they know that I- that he's there, like at mm-hmm. a CDC center or something like that. Always the CDC, <laughs> um, uh, which makes sense. It's right. Center for Disease Control. Um, uh, uh, so, uh, and that's how this book kicks off: is that there's a scientist studying him, mm-hmm. uh, wanting to and then uh, I bet basically a terrorist, right? Um, uh, breaks into it and uh, releases the zombie on accident mm-hmm. because he was trying to kill him. He was him. trying to kill him. Yeah. And yeah. the scientist was trying to stop him. Right. And then there's like another group. I can't quite recall. But then there's also a little girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this journey follows the zombie who finds this little girl who he thinks is his daughter. Mm-hmm. And, and she also has kind of aggressive uh, memory about her father uh-huh. um, and how um, he was trying to defend her. Mm-hmm. And so when she kind of latches on to the zombie mm-hmm. they kind of fill each other's void which yeah sounds yeah. disgusting but yeah you guys know what i mean yeah <laughs> i love mm-hmm. actually the relationship between the little girl yes. and mm-hmm. the zombie and how it evolves throughout the book mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you see and she's probably what about like five or six mm-hmm. um you see yeah. towards the end she actually starts acting and emulating the zombie right, right. so like when they're being um uh confronted with uh groups who want to hurt them or yes. kill the mm-hmm. zombie she like um puts up her hands and does like a uh, like a a, <laughs> a monster face and like war- growls at them yeah and i thought that was really cute and it's very like mm-hmm. true to how a child child development yeah Mm -hmm. how a child acts and how they emulate the adults and people around them Mm -hmm. Uh, what i also liked about this book was there's uh internal monologue Mm -hmm. from the Mm -hmm. zombie Mm -hmm. now we need to note that the zombie is extraordinarily smart yes Um, uh, he very cognizant yes so um even the scientists who had him uh, had held him for so many years even he's surprised at his something that he didn't really pay much attention yeah. to until he was 
uh, he escaped. Yeah. Um, and then he realized maybe there was more, more. to this virus. Mm-hmm. But by that time, I mean, he's already running away and, you know, but I mean, mm-hmm. that's also poses the question, like, was it morally right to yeah. have him yeah. held for so long when they considered them monsters? Mm-hmm. But here he is having some, as Jen says, cogn- cognitive mm-hmm. features in his personality. Um and so. I mean, that's something that actually was addressed in Walking Dead as well. When mm. we first meet Herschel and his family, they actually have people in the barn um, mm, that right. they have locked up because they're just waiting for a cure. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they don't want to kill them and they want they keep feeding them because they want to be um, ready for when the government or whoever comes and tells them, OK, you know, just here's the antidote and they'll be back to to mm-hmm. normal. And when there's this this outbreak, you don't know what's going on. Or ha- I mean, even the doctor, the scientist himself was like you were saying shocked at the um cognition that the zombie was showing i mean there's even you see him like figuring out puzzles or like Mm -hmm. even using a a shotgun right and making connections uh, of memories Mm -hmm. and even changing his clothes yeah uh i mean little things like that Mm -hmm. yeah um, but um, I really appreciate that because it's not just some mindless zombie you are reading about. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a method to his what his next moves are. Yeah, there's humanity. And yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. And so I thought I thought that was really cool because I in a lot of these um, uh, like zombie books, it's always just a, like kill the zombie mm-hmm, or blah, blah, blah mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But like when you think about it, like what if that's some like a recognizable face and stuff like that? Then you understand why some people can't and yeah. they would prefer to act like they can't do anything. Yeah. Uh-huh. A- as watchers of movies or TV <laughs> shows, we're like, just kill him, just kill him. Right. But like if that was you and your husband or your nephew or whatever was coming at you, like, yeah, there's mm-hmm. there's that all those memories and all those um, feelings and emotions that you have connected to this person. And mm-hmm. I f- find that probably everybody would have a hard time putting that person down and shooting them Mm -hmm. and they're like yeah it's a corpse and everything but i mean there's a reason we bury people yeah we don't need to yeah it's like socially socially culturally is why we do it but like nature wise we don't need to right but it's our own like humanity that makes us still attached Mm -hmm. to this to this corpse and that's i think that was a really good um, uh, kind of examination into that as well. One of the things that, um, so I've read this twice now. I read mm-hmm. it once um, when we originally had planned to do it and then we had an issue and we had to postpone it. So that was so long ago I had to reread it. <laughs> and I didn't realize that there kind of is a cliffhanger and there yeah. is an open door to a yeah. sequel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So criti- let's not spoil it, but it's really good. Critical uh. entertainment. <laughs> what's up? I mean, is there going to be a zombie zero part two? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed it a lot. Um, I enjoyed the cover art um, in between as well. I don't know who the artist was for those, but they're so nice and detailed mm-hmm. and just very um like even though it's in black and white like vibrant is like they kind look of like a movie poster yeah they yeah. do they like do the, like those old like uh like night of the living dead right, kind yeah. of uh old style um uh, posters 
Yeah, yeah. They're really good. I like them. And the art is done by Leandro Rizzo, as I said. He's and he's Italian. No, he's Argentino. Oh, he's Argentine. <laughs> oh! he's Argentinian. He's a Buenos Aires, Argentina. Oh, okay. That's right. That's why we, we chose yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you can follow him on at Lean, L-E-A-N. I just guessed based on his Rizzo, name. <laughs> Rizzo, R-I-Z-Z-O, at L-E-A-N-R-I-Z-Z-O. And I follow him and his stuff is amazing. Nice. So okay. amazing. Cool. Uh, I think, okay, I can't be sure, but I think he was an architect or that's oh, what he studied. Okay. Oh, and that explains his well done um, uh, buildings. Buildings, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, his stuff is amazing. And, you know, what I really loved about the art is the fact that we know that the character goes through a lot of changes physically, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, losing stuff yeah. along the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he does such an amazing job with that. And also how he copes with those changes. Yeah, there's little details. Like there was yes. one one page where he's walking with the little girl and the little girl is holding just the empty part of his jacket. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's because his arm fell off yes. or was pulled, pulled off or something. Off or cut and off yeah, or and off so or she's just holding it as they're walking yes. and it it was done very very well. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I I love how I don't know how they communicated. I think maybe via email or maybe but I think they made a great team mm-hmm. because, uh, of course, uh, as a writer, he's telling him, well, he loses an arm. Right. And mm-hmm. he and then the artist has to say, well, how is he going to represent that yeah. on the comic book page and mm-hmm. in the panels and how the story is going to move that way? Is it going to mm-hmm. be limited or whatever? But it's they've done an amazing job. I really enjoyed this book a lot. So are we ready to? Rate yes. Uh-huh. yes. Yeah. Well, I'm going to give it tres conchas. This is Sarah. I totally loved it. I love the mm-hmm. heck out of it. And um, the cliffhanger, I really want to see more. Um, mm-hmm. I've, uh, I met Christopher Rita at uh, L- uh, Long Beach Comic Expo, and he showed me the other books he's written yes. and, mm-hmm. and produced out there. So he has a lot of content. And what we've always said is make sure you have a lot of content to put out there. Mm-hmm. And um, he definitely has it. And he's, he's uh, knocking it out of the park. Very prolific. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, tres conchas for me, guys. Yeah, this is Jen, and I'm gonna give it three conchas too because I had honestly thought I was tired of the zombie medium. Me too. I yeah, I yeah. honestly thought, and then I read that. I mean, on when uh, was it you, Kristen, or <laughs> was it you, Sarah, who brought this book? And I had been like, oh my fucking god, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired of zombies. Well, and then I read it, and I was just like, wait, no, this is good. They uh, he yeah. um Christopher actually came into the shop. Mm-hmm. and dropped off um, copies of all of the books that they have. So Critical Entertainment um, so far has published um, four different books, probably more than this by now, but um, one of them is Zombie Zero. Then there's one called Planetary Expansion, which oh. is really good. We mm-hmm. read it, or I read it um, when they dropped them off, and I really liked it. Then also Space Dragon, which was the book yes. that didn't have any words, uh-huh. which was, I think, an all-ages book. Yeah, yeah it was an all-ages yeah. book. Yeah, and then the first americans was um another one as well that um they have and so um i ha- have you seen through the first americans i, I read inter- them all i'm interested about about how it develops because uh, i was like the title seems pretty interesting it, mm-hmm. it i read them all i don't remember it was so long ago but um i, I don't remember if i read just a couple of 
issues or if it was a full book like this or not. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But um, so, yeah, so there's a lot of content that they have. You can go to criticalentertainmentla.com and check out their um, information and what books they have for sale. And um, we're working on actually getting some copies into Heidi Ho as well. So mm-hmm. um, you rated it. Three conchas, and um, this is Kristen, and I'm also giving it three conchas. I really liked it a lot, and just like how you guys were saying, okay, so I was the (laughs) biggest Walking Dead fan. (laughs) Yes, Yes, I was the biggest Walking Dead fan. I read all the books, baby's first comic. I watched (laughs) all of the TV show, and then after a while, I just got so burnt out on it. I I haven't watched Walking Dead for like the last three seasons, I don't think. Just mm-hmm. right after um, Negan came, mm-hmm. I stopped watching. Mm-hmm. And then the book, when I got burnt out on the TV show, I stopped reading the book. I still collect them and I have all the single issues, but I haven't read them. And then mm-hmm. when it ended, it kind of motivated me to go back, but I haven't done it yet. Um, and so also I was like, ugh, <laughs> just like how Twilight ruined vampires for me. <laughs> Walking Dead. What are you talking about? That's a cinema. And it's not even that Walking Dead ruined it for me, but it's just the oversaturation of Walking Dead every freaking where. Oh, and like, yeah. how much can you do with the genre? Like, it, not even how much can you do, but it's that a lot of people haven't done much with it. If that mm-hmm. make, I think that makes more sense. Um, that's yeah. more of a clear statement that a lot of people do the same thing over and over again. Um, but this was a different take. It was interesting. I enjoyed. I mean, I've never been able to say I enjoyed the character development of the actual zombies. Right. Yes. That's exactly I right. Mean, that is what makes it most unique in itself. Yes. Because Absolutely. it's always the people mm-hmm. yes. Uh, yes. around it and how they're dealing with it. Mm-hmm. But then there's just like, what if the zombie has thoughts? Mm-hmm. Oh, this kind of, oh God, there was that one YA um, uh, movie slash book about a zombie that falls in love. Oh uh, yes, yes, like yes. trapped. Like he can see himself uh, as a zombie and stuff like that. Oh, and he can still yeah. think, but I kind of remember that. I zombie also is the same. Yes, I zombie. But too. in that one, all these zombies can, are human. Right, They're right. just they just eat. They brains. just eat brains. Yeah, yeah. they have uh-huh. to eat brains to survive. Yeah. But they also have uh, physical strength. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And they can get a you know like a weird zombie esque more yeah. of what we're yeah 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 when uh-huh. they don't eat for those so. of you oh right and yeah. for those of you who don't know if you've watched the cw tv show i zombie it was based on a comic book so yes. um check well, out that comic book although well, it was the different. comic book it was a lot is completely different. Yeah. different from the tv show yeah i enjoyed both i did too mm-hmm. yeah, yeah i did too it, and it is it's a lot different yeah yeah um um but that i i enjoyed that mm-hmm. i enjoyed that perspective it was new yes it oh, was new yeah so Three conchas all around for Zombie Zero from Critical Entertainment. Yes, and I'd like to put point out that uh, Leandro Riso is not was not an architect uh, a student. He graphic design. Oh, okay. sorry okay, about that, guys. But it's still amazing. <laughs> it's still pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was our book re- uh, review and rating, guys. It's time for On My Radar. And On My Radar is uh, Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer are going to be starring in a superhero film, uh, Thunder Force, I on Netflix. I just saw that. 
It's wow. currently in production. In uh, production. They were spotted on Wednesday that they're filming in the streets of Atlanta, and they are two ordinary women who suddenly develop superpowers, ushering them into a higher calling. The movie is written and directed by McCarthy's husband, Ben Falcone. Uh, he's an actor, comedian, producer, and filmmaker. Um, he is a producer along with uh, McCarthy. So I'm already kind of, this is on my radar only because I know it's not based on a comic book. I get it, but it's a superhero mm-hmm. related. And also they're both mm-hmm. voluptuous, right. beautiful women. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. can't wait to see that in a superhero form. And mm-hmm. I love Octavia Spencer. I mean, she's super oh, amazing. Her. She's so good. Oh, my God. Ever since Eat My Shit, girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that from um, oh. The Help? The Help. Yeah. 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 Plus, she just uh, did that horror mill of film Mom. Mom. Yeah. Which I haven't seen I've yet. I've heard it's really, I really heard, good and creepy. Good. Yeah. I love yeah. creepy. I mean, and she was great in Hidden Figures. Oh, absolutely. Well. I never saw that. Oh, oh so, so good. good. Yeah. I oh. wanted to. And there... Everything she did with that movie where they um, held viewings for women or for girls and women in um, lower uh, represented communities, lower income communities communities for marginalized communities um, was just amazing. Well, she's just so talented. I absolutely love everything she does, even when she's just playing like a little side character, you know, like a cop or security she's just amazing she blows i mean she's always such mm-hmm. a pleasure to see and melissa mccarthy i mean i just saw her in uh um something about a movie about her forging oh yeah. letters i think uh sorry uh, or, i i saw the mm. i saw the previews for that and i remember thinking wow this is the first time i've ever seen her where she's not like playing slapstick Kind right, of. exactly. Yeah, she was brilliant. At it. I was think she? she was nominated for some award huh. for it mm. for the performance. Yeah, where she she was a a book dealer or whatever, and she forged um she forged letters from dead art uh dead writers, dead authors, and mm. she was selling them for lots of money. Yeah, and then she got found out. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, in New York, like there's a a specific group of people that collect these letters, mm-hmm. and they <laughs> dead were dead poet society, <laughs> or I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that was a really good movie. Uh, but, yeah, uh, those both those women are brilliant actresses, actors. I am not a fan of Melissa McCarthy unless you're talking to me about Gilmore Girls. Um, <laughs> Suki. Uh, I could not stand her character in, um, what was the movie where they all went for a girl's um vegas it was supposed to be like the the female counterpart to um bridesmaids yes bridesmaids it was a female counterpart to um the the one where they all go to vegas and have a crazy night and um mike tyson was in the in oh, the I see. I see what What's you're saying. What's that movie? I think uh, it's Bachelor mm. Party. Or mm. is it? No, no, no. Bad Mom? Yeah, Hangover. Oh. Yeah, Don't, The Hangover. So anyway, party. it was supposed to be <laughs> like the female counterpart to that. I did not like it. I did not like her in it. And it was just... And I, I don't know if it's just, I don't know what it was about it. Mm-hmm. And I've just not been able to... Because she always plays like the the slapstick character and i feel mm-hmm. like she's like stereotyped as like the fat funny one mm-hmm. right, right i guess yeah right um but anyway i just i it i don't appreciate it um the way <laughs> other people do her her humor mm-hmm. so um knowing that she's involved with this isn't a 
um, is it all your reader? Yeah, it's not something that would encourage me to see it, but. I love her as <laughs> And I really was interested in that one movie about her forging the letters. Uh-huh. So I think I'm going to have to watch that and see if I can get on board with this superhero mm-hmm. um, movie. But um, I, I did see people sharing that the other day, and it does look interesting. Yeah, I was kind of hoping it'd be more on a comic book uh based on a comic book yeah but i'm sure there's not many comic books where normal housewives that are slightly overweight (laughs) get get superhero powers so um i'm interested to see how they what they do with it and it's just coming out on netflix so it's not like it's gonna be in theaters oh it's a netflix yeah okay well i mean yeah it will be then i'm in i'm down then because i don't have to pay extra (laughs) (laughs) i like the way you think fair fair All right, it's time for Juntos y Fuertes. Okay, so today on Juntos y Fuertes, I would like to highlight an organization called Boyle Heights Arts Conservatory. Um, Boyle Heights... Boyle Hearts. <laughs> the Boyle Heights Arts Conservatory is a nonprofit organization in Boyle Heights. It's located at 2706 East Cesar Chavez Avenue, right in the heart of Boyle Heights. And they really focus on um, really making the arts accessible to the community. And Every last Saturday of the month, they host a free event called Cartoons and Cereal, (gasps) where they play Saturday morning cartoons and they give free cereal. (gasps) And um, one of uh, I this one is just an example, but one of the ones that they are doing is uh, they're celebrating the 45th anniversary of Hello Kitty, Um, and they're going to have special guest creators and artists there. And there's going to be a workshop open to all ages. Um, and uh, but every last Saturday they have cartoons and cereal. I saw um, a while back they had Scooby Doo was their um, cartoon of choice, and they were oh, doing nice. that. And but they always have some sort of creator that's there, and um, they have like uh, workshops and stuff with um, with not just kids, but kids of all ages. Ooh, <laughs> yes. So it's generally on the last Saturday of the month from 9 to 11, so it's only 2 hours and it is free. It's oh, always free. Yes. So if you want more information not only about uh cartoons and cereal, but all the other um events and programs that they have, you can learn more about their organization at BH A-R-T-S, so bharts.org. You can also um, contact them by texting 213-293-6170. That sounds super cool. I wonder if they have all sorts of cereal. (laughs) (laughs) Fruity Pebbles is my favorite. Really? Yes. Oh. Okay, Fruity Pebbles is my kid favorite. My adult favorite is Frosted um, Mini Wheats. Wow. <laughs> I like honey bunches of oats. Oh, yeah, those are good. Mm-hmm. Oh, what was... But I used to mm. like... Um, man, now I'm I'm craving a bowl of it. Uh, Cocoa Puffs. But I don't feel uh, they taste the same nah. anymore. I, kn- I would buy them only so I could drink the chocolate milk. And my mom's <laughs> like, just freaking make chocolate milk. <laughs> 
I think my kid favorite was Lucky Charms. My adult, oh, yeah. my adult favorite is um, a cinnamon toast, toast crunch. crunch. Aww. Yeah. Sugar smacks too. I, I don't even think they make those anymore. Do they? Sugar smacks. It's puffed corn, but like just slathered in sugar. Do, <laughs> the, do they have a frog? Yes. Okay. No, they still they make do. Them. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and um, uh, pops. What is the the big yellow box? And they're just corn pops. Corn pops. Corn pops. Corn pops. Corn pops. Yeah. Oh man, I haven't had cereal in like in like sugary time. cereal in like decades, literally decades. <laughs> you know what I liked? I like uh, Rice Krispies, but I would pour, pour tons of sugar. sugar yeah, yep. same, oh, same. So really? Yeah, yes. really. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or or put um, banana in it. Mm. Both. Yeah. <laughs> Never sugar because my mom would have actually killed me. Uh, but bananas, <laughs> yes. Well, mm-hmm. funnily enough, it's the sugar that was uh, killing me. So. <laughs> 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 Your mom was right. <laughs> she was correct. <laughs> yes. And now it's time for saludos. And today we're shouting out, we're giving saludos to Out of Order, the team behind the mic and soul. Um, not long ago, they released the Out of Order issue number four, and they're currently working on number five and that would be the end of the five issue comic series but i have been talking to them and they are thinking about releasing it in a trade paperback oh and in color oh Oh, wow i'm very excited about that um they didn't say it was a secret but so (laughs) 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 so i'm just really excited uh i would uh they've been hitting the pavement really hard they have they've been blowing up and it's really cool that the mental health industry is really embracing them and they've been to different symposiums Uh and yeah and events where they come and talk about how they are addressing mental health issues in their comic oh Uh yeah absolutely it's it's yeah it's really really awesome i wonder who Uh, their colorist is gonna be that you know what that's a good question because Mike yeah, draws. Mike, info. Yeah, yeah, Mike draws, and she writes the story. So mm-hmm. I wonder who they bring in for the colorist. Um, but I think it's perfect. The fact that they're gonna, they're thinking about doing the trade paperback. I'm like, I'm so here for it because um, they've signed my single issues, and I'm reluctant to let anybody oh, buy those. Oh yeah. So if they come out with the trade paperback, I'll be able to share that story with everybody else in the family or anybody else who may be struggling with mental illness Mm -hmm. um you know having issues i could share the book and tell them they're not alone and just the back um what was that information in the back the letter yes the back matter matter. oh my god that's like 100 percent. i think i've only read the first three i haven't read four at all yeah the ones that we reviewed yeah Yeah. number four just came out okay maybe they had it at uh, la comic con oh they did which is where i got it okay so i mean just barely came out okay uh yeah um and you can follow him on instagram at mike and soul that's s as in sam e-o-l comics or at uh, Mike and Soul Comics at big uh, dot bigcartel.com. So um, yeah, definitely. Or you could just Google out of order <laughs> comic. Seriously, but yeah, saludos to them. You guys are really kicking ass, and we I'm very excited about the trade paperback news. To the end of this episode, guys, where can they find us? You can always find us on Facebook at Comic Comadres. Or on Twitter at Comic Comadres. You can follow us on Snapchat at Comadres y Comics. And you could also email us directly at Comadres y Comics at gmail.com. Um, thank you for listening. We have been your host. I'm Sarah. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jen. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.